0: I grew up, okay, so in this little place, like nobody used to know where that is, uh, Wuhan.
1: Hey, L Anderson, welcome to episode 129 of the Kameno Voice. Today, I speak with a local comedian. Please welcome Bernice Yi. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Kameno Voice podcast where I interview folks around Kameno Island and beyond. If you want to stay up-to-date on events, businesses, and even hear a little history of this area, subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening! Hey, Islanders and welcome to another episode of the Kamaino Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. Uh, how is your guys' week going? Um... We, I'm recording this, uh, or at least this portion of the podcast, the intro, uh, during the week of Glass Quest, and it has been insane. Uh, and to add to all of that, we had a random snow last night, where some ple- uh, places on the island got 8 inches of snow, uh, while other piece- parts of the island got no snow. So, um, very fascinating uh, morning that we woke up to today. Um, now most of it's all melted off. So it's nice and sunny and, uh, people are out questing again. So, uh, that's my week in a nutshell. <laughs> um, so, um, today, uh, I got to interview Bernice Yi, who, if you couldn't tell by the name is not, uh, from this country. Uh, so she is an immigrant from China. Um, and Scott over here, um, and came over uh, with her master during her master's degree or to get her master's and uh, or doctorate um, and uh, ended up getting a job here uh, in um, in the tech world and kept in that for for many many years um, and so you're gonna hear about her story how she came to America um, we also got pretty deep into the education system of uh, the Chinese education system for kids basically through high school into college and um, kind of these different gateways that they have to pass through. So I thought it was fascinating. I hope you guys do as well. Um, So we get into all of that and more and then we're going to get into a little bit of her, um, not a whole lot of her career in this part because we actually ended up going for quite a while on this podcast. So I broke it into two pieces. Um, so this one, you're going to hear her backstory, how'd she get over here, uh, and then the next one will be really her, her career path here in America, and then um, and then how she got into comedy, which is what the, uh, what she currently does now. So um, all this and more uh, in this part, and then uh, then of course the next part that'll be coming out next week. So uh, without further ado, here's my conversation with Bernice Yee. Hey Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Kameno Voice. Today, I'm here with a local comedian. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Bernice Yi.
0: Oh my God, this is the first local podcast I'm on. So excited!
1: <laughs> well, we're excited to have you. So, before we get started, tell us a little bit about Bernice.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, Bernice. Well, it's not my real name, haha. <laughs> uh, because you know, when I came to America, I picked it myself. So, I was born and raised in China uh, in the '80s. Uh, I so I did all the uh, all the way to uh, undergraduate in Peking University. Then I came to America in 2004. I went to Purdue, Indiana, uh, to get my uh, master's degree in computer science. Uh, since then, I worked in tech for the past. I worked in tech for about fifteen years. Wow! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So work and Microsoft. That's how I came up in Seattle, like many people. <laughs> uh, and then my last job was Hulu. Uh, four years ago, I started doing stand-up comedy. So now I am doing comedy full time. I'm traveling in an RV uh, down the West Coast with my cat and my fiance, <laughs> uh, and uh, performing comedy.
1: Very cool, awesome. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, what is your what's your uh, actual name then? My uh, my actual name
0: I I almost try to not mention in too many places but this is oh, my okay. local uh, Islander so it's a Jing Ye. and then the reason why I'm pretty uh, uh, careful about my real name is because my parents my family they're still in China uh, with the stand-up comedy you know like uh, I'm, I'm a small potato so nobody' is paying attention to me right mm-hmm. but if things go well, if things I say, Uh, You know, China, Chinese government can get pretty sensitive, so I try to protect my real name.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. Very cool. Um, Awesome. So what was it like for you then? Uh, What what part of um, China did you grow up in?
0: I grew up, okay, so in this little place like nobody used to know where that is, uh, Wuhan. (laughs) Now I don't need to explain to people what that is, where that is anymore.
1: That's crazy. Okay. So you grew up there then. Uh, what was it like growing up there for you? Uh,
0: so I, my home, like my parents' house, we actually, it's an even smaller town, one hour outside Wuhan. I have a lot of family there. Uh, grew up in the 80s, it's it's very poor. Like we grew up very, very poor. It's not like our is poor, but entire China was poor, right? So okay. Wuhan is uh, is known for its hot weather in the summer. It's like China has three furnaces uh, for hot weather. Wuhan, like every year, there were people die because of the heat. That's how hot it is. Oh, like a wow. 42 degree summer. But we don't have AC. We oh. don't have AC, so it's it, it's like when I grew up, is we just started to have a ceiling fans. So it was so hot. I remember when I take a shower, I would before I take a shower, I would put in my clothes in the fridge. Oh my word! So when I came out of the shower, the clothes is cool, so it's not hot. And sometimes as a little kid, I would sit in the fridge just to cool myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But winter is also very cold, so it's not like Arizona. Like oh, you got hot summer, and that's where you go in the winter time. The winter is also very cold, and we don't have central heating, and we still oh, need to go word. to school in freezing weather. Yeah, so every year I will get frostbite, like all my fingers and toes. And oh. but we still need to study.
1: <laughs> oh my word! Wow. Yeah. So, so one of the things that always gets me with in, in China is the scale. Um, you guys say small town, but when we say small town in America, that means like, that could be like a thousand people or something. What is small town in like Wuhan and, and the place you grew up?
0: Oh my God. Uh, the place I grew up, we have, <clears throat> we call it a small city. Uh, it has eight million people of the. in entire area. Wow. Yes, I know. The, c- <laughs> the city itself is, I think, I don't even know. I mean, it's more than a million for sure. But then there's a lot of counties around it that is associated with that city. Mm-hmm. Together, we have eight million. Uh, Wuhan, I think is 20 million or, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, it's a really big city. Wuhan is a very big city. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah no, it's just funny. The, uh, all the little, I mean... It, when I, I've talked to other people from China, they're like, oh, yeah, there's a small city, you know, mm-hmm. of this. And they would be like, yeah, it's a small city of like five million or something. I'm like, five million? Like, that's a yep. big city. <laughs> and like, we it's would never have heard of it. It's a very big
0: city. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah.
1: Very cool. So then, um, <clears throat> so as you guys are, as you're growing up and stuff, um, what were like, what was, you know, was grade school in China? How, what is the kind of the the school system look like? on an annual basis.
0: Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. Okay, so let's let's talk about a couple things here. We'll chop it up to elementary school, middle school, high school, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the elementary school, uh, it's interesting because as I uh, get into school, we're going through a change about used to be five years for elementary school. Okay. And uh, they're changing to six years. And because... Uh, my parents want me to finish school sooner. They have, a, they have a, th- a thing that everybody just mutually understand that girls are better in earlier years and the boys catch up. So my mom, <laughs> my, my parents were like, no, no, we got to get her into school as early as we can. And so what happens is the school opens in September and I was born in May. So I am two months short. Like The, the cutoff age is six years and a half. Okay. And I cannot go to school that year because I'm cut off. And my mom is, no, no, no. She got to go to school this year because if she miss this year, next time elementary school becomes six year. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm losing two years in her mind. That's oh, no. So my parents went there to change my birth certificate. They changed my birthday. <laughs> 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 so that I can go to school earlier, so that I can finish uh, elementary school two years earlier. Otherwise, Yeah. Right. So, wow. yeah, so this is the first thing. And I also when I grew up all the way to middle school, uh, we don't have double weekends, meaning that like we only have a Sunday off. Okay. We don't have Saturday as a holiday. So from Monday to Saturday is a school day. We got to, uh, you know, study. Right. Yeah. And uh, so totally. And then uh, middle school, middle school, it was easy for me, to be honest, because my parents, they have to uh, relocate to a different city to okay. work. So I was like living with my grandparents. I was in boarding school most of the time living with my grandparents. Uh, I did really well. I was like the number one student in the whole city going to <laughs> high school. Because in China, like the grades are all out in the public. Like every year when you finish school, they put on a bulletin that, like who is the number one. <laughs> it's very brutal. <laughs> But at least like wasn't. But the thing is like I was bullied um, by people at the school. But because of my school was good, so I developed this system. Like I would, um, I would sell my homework to the kids who are the, like the they call it the bad kids, but they're not bad kids. They're just trouble, right? They cause yeah. trouble. So I sell my homework to them so they would protect me from my bullies
1: ah. and
0: it was really good business i was gonna <laughs> say
1: that sounds like you were a business person really early on
0: <laughs> yes and i got the, the the kids to do dishes for me i take care of their homework it's a win-win situation <laughs> you know <laughs> and the high school is very brutal because the whole reason for anyone in China for high school is to prepare you for the college entrance exam uh, have you heard of that no okay it's a very brutal exam because there are only so many good universities and uh, and so it's very very competitive but also in China if you don't get into college you cannot find a job it actually in my year it's like if you're in China, you don't have a master's degree, it's a very difficult to find a job because okay. there are so many people in China. A lot of times the recruiters use that as a filter, right? Yeah. You don't have a master's degree, they don't even look at you. And you don't have a college's degree, they definitely don't look at you. So that's kind of like, if you fail the college entrance exam, you go back to high school, study another year and try this exam again.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: And another thing, Another thing is very brutal is also the application process is also very different. Um, here, you can apply to many schools, right? Yeah. You submit your application. In China, is you took the test, at least the time I was in. You took the test. After you do the test, you have a form to fill. It's like, what's your number one choice? What's your second choice? And you submit, and then it doesn't matter what your second third choice is your file only go to the first choice. And if you don't get that, if you are, like basically you're betting horses, right? Yeah. You're like, I'm trying to guess I can get in this one, but if I got rejected, dumb. Okay, I cannot go anywhere because the school, if they were considered the second choice, uh, I don't like you. So it's just really for show.
1: Wow, okay.
0: Yes, so for high school, the whole time, like our high school is very brutal. Um, we study uh, starting at 6 a.m. Uh, we have half an hour lunch break at 12. Uh, we go back and study until 6 p.m. We have mm-hmm. half an hour dinner break. We study until 9 p.m. <laughs> and I go home, I study until uh, midnight by myself. That's like every day. Yeah, wow. and then the rules are so strict. The rules are so strict. Like girls are not allowed to have long hair because long hair will distract you from the time you can study. Like seriously. <laughs> you can have a bob. That's the, the 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 longest you can have. Wow. Like because like <laughs> if you have long hair, you spend you will spend 5 minutes to take care of your hair every day, right? Yeah. That's not allowed. That's distraction. <laughs> yeah. Boys can only have buzz cut. Wow. And, uh, and and obviously dating is not allowed, but they are so extreme that like uh people with different gender you cannot walk together unless it's uh, four people or more. Okay. You cannot walk side by side. <laughs> if you, if I walk with a boy side by side, will be called to the office.
1: Wow. Yeah, that it's funny you say that. Um, my sister actually went to a college that, um, to this day, it, it's like it's kind of crazy to me. But like they were, uh, it's it's in the south, and they were extreme on. <laughs> on like gender segregation like a- as college students they had separate sidewalks they had separate elevators wow they couldn't go to the same beaches um like it was really funny but it's just like i'm like wait <laughs> i see where they got their ideas from <laughs> oh
0: so. my god in the south yeah like in america
1: yeah yeah
0: wow and to find out where that is yeah. i read something that uh, some jokes they will understand yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, so, well, very cool. So, so then you, uh, as you were getting near the end of uh, high school, then you were applying, you decided that you would, you had picked out a college then, and that was the, um, the one you went to then, right?
0: So, yeah, actually that's, it's a very long story, but the part wow. related to what you're asking is, um so... There's two best schools in, in uh university in China. It's a Peking University and Tsinghua University. Okay. These two are the, like the, the Harvard of China, uh, of China. It's very, very difficult to get in. And when I was applying, uh, we don't even know our grades. We don't know our score, but they published the answers. So you have to remember from your memory what your answers were and try to estimate your score. So everybody now we have an estimated score, yes. And the recruiters from those two top two universities come to our high school, and so basically they were giving us a pitch. They were trying to recruit you, but the teacher from Tsinghua University, they the recruiter. They're super nice. They tell everyone to apply to our school. And if you if you fail our first choice, we have set you up. We have hooked you up with a good second choice school it's safe to apply right yeah and the Peking university teacher a recruiter was cocky i went to my 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 score and then he's like "Mm, i don't know (laughs) yeah and your score is i can't guarantee It's, it's you know like i would say add 20 more points yes you can so he's kind of having this attitude to everybody yeah uh and obviously like anyone would feel better to apply for for Tsinghua University, right? Yeah. But my, my mom, she being like a really strategic woman, she's like, she's always strategic. I don't know if you noticed that already. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you know, she's like, you know what? I think everybody is going to apply for Tsinghua. So if you apply for Beida, it's the less obvious choice. Maybe you can get in, right? It's less competitive. So we <laughs> think about all night, it's very risky. because my life is depend on this choice now. Yeah. And, and uh, we decided, let's take a risk. We're going to apply for Beida, uh, the Peking University. Sorry, the Ch- Chinese for Peking University is Beida. So Beida. we applied, we prayed to Buddha, we prayed to every god, <laughs> and I got in Peking University. Wow. Yeah.
1: Very cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's, so it's not just like the grades. My grades are fine, but really there's a, like a... It's a bold choice that I gambled on and it paid off. Yeah.
1: yeah. Very cool. So when you <laughs> when you got in then, what was that like for you?
0: Oh my god, uh, to be honest, once I got to Peking University, when I get to Beijing, you know, big city, it was so easy because <laughs> my 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 province is the most uh Hubei province is the most competitive um high school range should study for college. It's no in the country, right? Okay. So we study harder than any other province. Uh, somehow our school are just insane. They like, <laughs> they're like the, I don't know, the insanity workout of the workout. Um, so once I get to Peking University, I, I can just tune it down yeah. Halfway and <laughs> still do fine. You know, sometimes I don't even go to class. I just, I just identify some of the good student, top students, and then I will, uh, I will go have fun. And after that, oh, can you give me the cliff note of the class? <laughs> oh. uh, however, though, one thing that is hard for our school is even though Peking University is like the Harvard of China, uh, that was like early 2000. It's still the conditions are not good. Like we, uh, six of us, live in a tiny little room that is smaller than my 21 in uh, foot RV. Okay. Six of us live in bunk beds. Yeah. Right. And every every night at the 9 p.m., they will lock the building. They will shut down the power. Oh, yeah. Wow. So you are stuck inside the shutter. So you guys are supposed to be good students. And we study computer science, so like if we try to do homework, there's no no electricity. It's difficult, like I cannot even, I cannot burn midnight oil if uh-huh. I want to. Yeah. So, so I bought a laptop. So like every time they shut down the power, I have one more hour to work in my little bunk bed. I bought a little <laughs> table and I will be crouching over and at work. And over the weekend they don't shut down the power. So I would buy a loaf of bread and just sit there and I work 72 hours non-stop. I don't go to sleep. Uh. I just, yeah, it was, it was like hard. So when I come to America, I like, this is easy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. Well, that's great. Yeah. So, um, so as you get through college and everything, um, how do you guys decide your majors and stuff like that? Like, is that, do you get like a, a small choice band or do you guys get to choose whatever?
0: Oh, my God. uh, I have no idea what to choose. Like, it's not like, oh, uh, we have already get exposed to any of the major. Right. And so to me, it's blind. Uh, But one thing is in high school, in your second year, you will decide, do you want to do science or you want to go with literature? And at the time, I just I just like science more. So I'm already in the class of the science one. Mm -hmm. So you have you can choose the major associated with science. And I was sitting there thinking like, "Um, chemistry, I don't want to get dirty with my clothes. OK, no chemistry. (laughs) Engineering, I don't want to work with my hands. Uh, physics is too boring. I'm literally doing the game of elimination,
1: right?
0: Yep. And uh, <laughs> and then because I like to play computer games with my cousin, so I was like, okay, computer science. Make maybe I can make pretty graphics and just typing on a keyboard. That doesn't sound too hard. So I chose computer science. That's <laughs> good.
1: Good reasoning there. <laughs> <laughs> So then as you guys get close to, um, graduating, you know, obviously we've got, there's a lot of people I've talked to many people in the States of like what that's like, you know, you start applying for jobs and what was that like for mm-hmm. you guys as you started getting close to graduation? What does that kind of look like?
0: Uh, yeah. So you mean like, uh, in, in, in China undergraduate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so there's a couple of things you can do. Uh, you have a choice to make in about your third year. What is a third year? Called? Uh, sophomore, uh, junior, uh, junior? Senior? Yeah. Yep. Junior okay, in junior
1: America. Okay, yep. junior
0: Yeah. So because my grades were uh, like above certain level, you can choose to be guaranteed into the graduate school of Peking University. Okay. Okay. So if you say, yes, I want to apply... You can get a guaranteed spot, like go admitted directly to get a, get your master's degree. Uh, but you can also choose to say, "I want to apply for to go uh, abroad." But if you go, if you have made that choice, you want a recommendation letter from your school to, to go abroad. Mm-hmm. You automatically waive the opportunity to admitted to the mas- uh, to the graduate school. Okay. Right, so, yeah. And, and at a time, uh, so, and also, like, 9-11 just happened. So, a lot of people, when they apply for um, graduate school in America, even though they got an offer, oh. they got rejected with VISA. Oh, no. So, like, again, I'm at a crossroad of difficult choices, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like if I decided to, choose, like, because you have to decide in your third year. It's not like you decide like, the last year. So you're uh, gambling again. It's like, okay, do I want to go abroad? And I might not get accepted. And even if I get accepted, I might not get a visa. And then my life in China is, like, probably don't have a good path. Or I chose to go to graduate school, which is a safe choice. Uh, And by now, you probably know I never go for the safe choice. (laughs) And to me, it's also, um, I think my parents, they, my mom has been to America in the 90s for her work. And so she has always, she was very impressed about people's life. And she went to San Francisco and LA and New York. Okay. Okay. So, that's America she saw right she's like yeah you should go you should I know friends there if you apply for graduate school are people will take care of you you know uh, so she has been selling me for like America for a while uh so you should go to Stanford it's like very difficult I didn't go to Stanford <laughs> um and but then also I grew up like my parents they actually fight a lot so it's uh it's very difficult to be around them. Um, at the time I was young and immature. It's like I want to be away from home as far as I can be. So there's that the young and the naive spirit in me. It's like you know what I'm gonna do it. Right. So I decided to uh, to to apply uh, abroad. And then because now that I'm in this boat, I went nuts. I went crazy. It's so, like you know, I cannot. Uh, Not go. So I applied twenty graduate schools. That was a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah, because I want to cast my net (laughs) wide.
1: Okay, so where where did you end up getting in then?
0: Yeah, so I got offer from Purdue. I got offered from uh, Minnesota Twin City and uh, the Waterloo from Canada and also uh, USC uh, for their uh, master's degree in multimedia, right? Okay. So that's the one that really want to go for because they are known for the, the media, right? So that was like really great honor, but it's a private school and you have to pay for the tuition and I cannot really afford that. And then Purdue gave me um, like <coughs> They waived the tuition, they also gave me scholarship, like a TA, which I will have a stipend every month. Okay. The best offer was from Waterloo, Canada. Uh, they gave me both, uh, they gave me more money too. But then I was like, it's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why choosing Purdue is better because Purdue, like Indiana is also very cold. Yeah. Um, but that's, w- that's what I chose. Because another thing I was considering, people were saying that if you get a school degree in America, uh, it's easier later to go to Canada to get a job because of the visa issue. Yeah. But if you end up in Canada, uh, it's much harder to come to America and apply for jobs. And yeah. most of the tech jobs are born in America. So that's another reason I chose Purdue. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. Indiana is not like what my mom has seen, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm missing something here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Oh, all right. So, um, so then you, what was that like? I guess um, getting all prepped and and to move over here and and all of that. What was that like during that time period?
0: Oh my god, um, I had to go to. I have to sign up for a paid program to prepare myself for the visa interview
1: because.
0: Mm-hmm the stakes are so high now right like I'm getting ready to go and if I get rejected then I'm totally screwed yeah so uh, so and then I think in China they recognize how stick how high the stakes are so there are people really opening like those training school you have to go to school for this like visa interview just yeah. to prepare yourself um, so that's number one I was like doing this thing but also at the time for some reason uh, the American Embassy, they canceled appointment system. They were like, we don't do appointments anymore. You line up, oh. you line up in person. And then so it's like, it's really messed up because there's so many people in China. Uh, what, what I did is we lined up two days before they opened. So I got my friends, I got four friends and my dad flew in from my hometown we booked a hotel next by the embassy, and we take sh- a yeah. Basically, we're standing in line for two days, oh. non-stop And then like, well, uh, this person will do like uh, three hours, and then we ship to go back to hotel to sleep. That's how I got on my appointment.
1: Oh, my word. Oh.
0: Yes, yes. So like people don't even think about how people, how many here but <laughs> that's like the number one step. And then, okay, so now we got a visa. We're ready to go. Um, they also have like two suitcases. That's the maximum you can bring. So we're trying to bring everything, like to shovel everything in the two suitcases. <laughs> um, you will be surprised what the priorities are. You know, we trying to bring like spices, like the Chinese numbing pepper. You know the Chinese numbing pepper. The stuff. I don't think I know um, that one. In a lot of the Chinese cuisine, they have a lot of those. Okay. Um, but apparently, that's illegal at the time. Okay. Now it is uh, okay, but at the time, because like, I think Americans, what is this numbing thing? It sounds like a drug, whatever. <laughs> what if it's addictive? <laughs> so the numbing peppers are illegal. So we have to <laughs> learn, okay, what the things we can bring, what things we cannot bring. Uh, uh, my mom prepared me an Asian knife set, you know. Um, cooking knife set because oh, there's wow. a big yeah I know somehow I was able to bring a, a whole knife set <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's ridiculous because with all the things that you're not supposed to airport security is nuts it's crazy I bought whole... there's a big knife it's literally called bone breaking knife you know how in Asian cooking sometimes they chop up the chicken right that knife is so you just it's a butcher's knife I brought <laughs> <laughs> I brought all those in.
1: Wow.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I'm trying to reach out to the Purdue Chinese Students Association Mm -hmm. uh, to see, you know, if, okay, people can help me, um, whatever. So I was able to find um, two, like, I don't know what you call the people who are senior than you, because there is a word in Chinese. It's like uh, your alumni, but they are still in school. Yeah. So I found it. Yeah, like two Chinese students who are senior, uh, they would come at the airport to pick me up. So okay. there's a lot of coordination, trying to make friends and
1: yeah, um, yeah. Very cool. Wow, <laughs> that's yeah. And, and I've heard of um, you know like trying to go through the the passport or like becoming a citizen in the U.S. and like the different steps that are are taken um, are required that are just like the requirements are so high. That anyone mm-hmm. born in the U.S. could, by no means, pass what people oh, that immigrate Oh no way! Yeah, not no even way.
0: Close. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I had a. That's an older bit. I haven't done it for a long time. I had a bit about the naturalization test too, and I sometimes I was throw the questions at the audience. Nobody can answer. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like you guys, just be Canadians already. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. No. So it's it's crazy that the. the what people have to do to, to get in and, and become in yeah. with and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so then you finally, you, you, you're you at Purdue, um, and, and, and I forget, forget, what were you studying when you got to Purdue?
0: Uh, computer science again. Continuing that, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so then as you were getting close to graduating from that, what was kind of your outlook? Because you finally kind of get this opening of being able to choose what you get to do next. Uh, what was that oh. like, and what did you do?
0: Okay. I, I Again, the pattern continues. is the choices I make. <laughs> so actually, I, I think I forgot to mention when I applied for Purdue, I was admitted into a PhD program. So I was actually a PhD candidate. Okay. Uh, and to be honest, like it's not that I want to do research or I want to be a doctor or whatever. It's really uh, two reasons. First, they only gave scholarship to PhD student. Okay. If your master's degree, like you know, and I cannot afford to pay the tuition myself. It's so expensive. So I apply for PhD. Second reason is when it comes to apply for green card, uh China China have so many people, right? There's a lot of Chinese immigrants. There's a different category you can go to. Like they divide it by education. So the higher the education the 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 shorter the queue is, the quicker it is. It's like the fast pass at Disneyland, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the thing is, uh, so that's the reason why I did a PhD. But then the later, the thing is, every Chinese person get that tip. All of us apply for a PhD. Turns out, uh, you will get your green card slower uh, as a PhD than a college degree.
1: Oh, okay.
0: That's how ridiculous, uh. you might just well, just, just go to high school. That's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's how ridiculous but that's not the reason. So I was uh, in the PhD program after my first year, uh, there's like uh, on-campus uh, recruiting career fair. I was like, I'm going to apply for a uh, summer intern, right? Oh, no, that's the second in the spring, so it's for second year. Okay. It's applying for summer intern. Microsoft was there. I said, you know, I'm going to go. And as I interview with them for internship, the recruiter says, by the way, uh, it might be easier. The interview process is easier for full time because for for interns, you are required to perform right away in three months. Okay. And for full time, they're like investing in your potential. And I know that at the time I also have a pretty heavy accent, right? My English is also not very good. So I think the recruiter is trying to point out is that you seem to be a smart person, but you know, you might not do as well in a tough interview. I think mm-hmm. that's what he's trying to mean. Yeah. So he con- he convinced me to check that box for full time <coughs> as well. So I did. and. What, one thing to another, I got an offer uh, at, from Xbox, the Xbox group. Okay. Yeah. As a full-time employee. So then I have to decide, you know, okay, do I quit? Like I just drop out from my PhD program or do I just go? But one thing that I helped with my decision is Purdue, when you finish your um, credits, you can get a master's degree, so like I'm not just walk out with nothing. Yeah. I'm graduating with my master's degree, and I can get a job offer uh, from Microsoft. I Look at the package; it looks really good, right? So it's like, yeah, I think I'm gonna do it. So I, 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 I made that choice. My professor was not happy. <laughs> I think, I think he removed my name from one of the papers we published it together. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. So. <laughs> that things happens yeah so that's how i ended up um working at microsoft
1: well a big thank you to bernice for joining me on the podcast today and thank you for listening be sure to come back next week for part two and for more information on this episode you can go to commandocommons.com slash podcast that's commandocommons.com slash podcast thanks for listening and see you next time